0: Hey there! We hope you enjoy this episode of the Travel Exchange Podcast, brought to you by Herman Global, a strategic tourism marketing firm providing inspirational thoughts that are worldwide and worth sharing. You can find more information about us on www.hermanglobal.com. So in this episode, I have invited Darren Rudloff into the show. And we will talk about the state of small DMOs in the United States. We have a challenging time in the pandemic and we just want to listen a little bit into what the small tourism destinations are going through during this challenging time. Darren is the former president of Visit Cheyenne and started recently his business Rudolph Solutions. So enjoy this podcast and we hope this will help a lot of small destinations about how they should prepare or not prepare for 2021. Hello, and welcome to the Travel Exchange Podcast uh, episode in October. Well, I don't even know what episode it is, but I think we have about five so far. And um, yeah, I'm glad we have another one in the fall. So today it is Friday, October. October 9th and we have a wonderful day here in Wyoming and Wyoming is a special place because it is wonderful in October we have the best leaves we have national parks we still see people traveling and seeing the great states and also uh, seeing uh, visiting small destinations and national forests so yeah things are good and we are still kind of in that pandemic, right? So we have seen things happening, developing over the summer, very interesting. And today I wanna talk a little bit more about the role of DMOs and the role of DMOs during a pandemic, what will happen after the pandemic with the DMOs? Uh, DMO stands for Destination Marketing Organization or Destination Management Organization. So this is really a podcast for DMOs to understand what will change for you in the future for 2021. And I have someone with me in the show. His name is Darren Rudloff. And Darren actually started his business recently. It's uh, Rudloff Solutions. And uh, he was actually the the CEO of Visit Cheyenne. That's the capital of Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I welcome you to the show, Darren. Welcome to the Travel Exchange. Thank you,
1: Florian. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Great, wonderful. So Darren, I know you for a long time. I've worked with you in the past for probably ten or twelve years now, and um, I know you are uh, a leader in the DMO industry. You're involved with various organizations. I think the uh, Destinations International is one, and then some other uh, other ones as well. So you really you really understand what ha- what's happening in the United States with the uh, with the DMOs and what the future of DMOs look like. But I want to ask you, tell us a little bit about your story, who you are, because you are someone that that started your own business. And I want to know why and whom you want to help with and also your background. Certainly. Well, thank you, Florian. Um, I am a native Texan. And I worked my
1: first professional career in tourism really was working at the Texas Tourism Office. So I worked there for about nine years, doing basically everything, starting as an intern, working on product development, uh, research and moved all the way up to become the Texas Tourism Director. But I've always really enjoyed the the uh, reality of the American West. The Rocky Mountain states are so authentic. So I took the opportunity to move up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, where I knew nobody, and took over as the CEO at Visit Cheyenne about 22 years ago. And I really had a wonderful, enjoyable a uh, career at Visit Cheyenne, it really is a wonderful uh, city that allows you to get your hands dirty and really make substantive change to the community and its tourism uh, product. Uh, as you said, I worked on at, the, uh, at Visit Cheyenne, but I was also on the Wyoming Office of Tourism Board for eight years, served as chair there for a couple of years. I've also been on the Destinations International Foundation Board, So I got to work at both the national, the national, the state and the local level for the last 22 years and really had a wonderful time doing it. But with great timing, I decided that I wanted to do something a little different. It was time to let someone else take the reins at Visit Chan. So with perfect timing, I started my own business to advise other DMOs right before the pandemic took place. So that's basically what I do at Rudloff Solutions. I specialize in providing very tactical and tangible assistance to smaller destination marketing organizations. You're not going to get the $20 million, 20-year 20 type of plan from me of major projects. What I like to do is do affordable market research, affordable strategic planning, and destination uh, uh community analysis to allow dmos to move forward in a productive way
0: great yeah so rootlove solutions uh, is that their website rootlovesolutions.com or
1: that is correct
0: okay well, I just mentioned it here at the beginning um yeah i love your personal story um and you know i'm i want to go back before we start about what are you doing now go, going back to to visit cheyenne when you were there in general what were the what were the ups and downs of being in the dmo what did you really enjoy about it what is what were the things that were challenging for you just just be honest on it
1: you know the 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 things i really enjoyed again were the ability to get in and make actual change in a community you know in some in larger communities where you have multiple committees and decision organizations or or elected officials, it might be difficult for a DMO to make real change. At a community that's the size of Cheyenne or smaller, you can make a difference. If you want to join a board, if you want to join uh, the Qantas club and suggest a new event, if you want to change, develop some murals or change the product of a community, you can do so in Cheyenne and in a community like Cheyenne. And that's what I really enjoyed. You know, we, redeveloped our depot as an attraction. We created murals, we created public art. We built a stable to encourage more horse-drawn carriage activities. Uh, We own and operate four trolleys and and run them. So we had the ability to recreate ourselves or reinvent ourselves numerous times and uh, really impact the tourism marketing of of our area. Uh, for downsides, I mean, one of the downsides is is you know just the day to day grind sometimes of local politics. Even though you can get things done in a town like Cheyenne, you still have to go through all of the steps. You've got to fight through all those battles. So that was both a challenge, um, but that does get frustrating at times. And I'm sure all of my colleagues will echo that one. That it's something you have to do. It's how you are successful. But sometimes it's really frustrating when you've got a great idea and you want to move a little more quickly than uh, politics and local governments would uh, like you to move.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I've never worked in a DMO. I work with the DMOs a lot. I'm on the other side, uh, I have a marketing firm. And uh, I enjoy working with them. And uh, I enjoy working with the boards. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, some, some boards are better, some boards are more difficult to work with, but um, in general I love it because I feel what you said, the people on the boards, the, they're volunteers and they want to make the destination great. And that's, that they're excited about it, they work hard, they volunteer time, and just seeing that is just exciting for us as well to work with them. Um, and. Yeah, so I know that we are going through the pandemic, um, and it's been an interesting year, at least here in the United States. Um you know, like our listeners are smaller demos. They are most of them are located in the United States, but we have also some from Europe and some others from other countries and continents. But I'm just um looking at how this whole year went for a lot of small demos and we talked earlier a little bit about there are DMOs that are doing better right now during the pandemic, but there's also DMOs that are doing worse. Can you just explain where you think which type of DMOs are doing better during the pandemic and the ones that are not doing so well?
1: Well, as you know, there's just a lot of uncertainty out there right now in the in the DMO world. Um, you know, many of our colleagues just we don't know where the pandemic's going. Is it going to continue? Is it going to get better? Uh, funding, of course, is a big uncertainty for most DMOs. Um, most, of course, are uh, funded with some sort of lodging tax or, or transit occupancy tax. Of course, that's taken major hits. You don't know whether group travel is going to come back in the next six months, 18 months, two years. Um, and of course, you just don't know how much to market. Should we Mm -hmm. be marketing? Is that going to upset our residents who don't want visitors in the community? Mm -hmm. Is it safe, et cetera? So I think there's a lot of uncertainty uh, all the way around. Uh, I think DMOs that are flexible and have a lot of tools at their disposal and were willing to shift Mm -hmm. with the pandemic uh, are the ones doing doing better at the moment. You know, Mm -hmm. many, many uh, DMOs, when the pandemic hit, they decided to focus internally. They started marketing their restaurants, working very closely with restaurants and retailers. Who does curbside pickup? They started promoting that. They really became inward folks focusing their efforts on the local residents, as opposed to marketing externally. Uh, The ones that shifted quickly like that, I think, are, are the ones doing better because they've retained their relevance in the community. They've retained the political support and probably gained political support when they shifted and became more visible to the local residents. And DMOs that stayed with a more rigid, uh, more traditional format of we are the marketing organization that just talks externally, their job got taken away from them during the pandemic because you couldn't market and travel. Those are the ones that I think who have suffered the most, the ones that were not adept at changing and I think that's going to continue into the future as well. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't over. Um, now is the time to think big or think differently about what you're doing and re-examining what your co- uh, core mission is at the DMO. And I think those that are willing to do that will b- maintain their relevance and will be successful. And others might not. Be as, as successful if they can't change.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm seeing a lot of blogs that talk about DMO stands for Destination Marketing Organization, and then they can kind of became for some reason a few people came up with the name a DMMO like Destination Marketing and Management Organization. The other one calls it no, it's be just a Destination Management Organization, so. And it's interesting. I I hear from from other bloggers, I don't mention any names, to say, well, marketing is more obsolete. It's more about management. Like You need to really focus on managing a destination, and then the marketing will take care of itself, with people recommending the destination and stuff like this. What's your take on what's the role of a DMO today here in the United States, marketing versus management? I've
1: personally always been in favor of management uh, marketing and management, I guess I would be a DMMO, uh, marketing of course is always one of the core missions of a, of a destination organization. Um, uh, and so I think it will always be a core mission. Uh, however, in smaller communities where you might not have a major sports team or a Disney or a major gambling casino type thing, Um, It often becomes incumbent upon the public sector or the DMO to help stimulate some types of development. So trying to create events and stimulate events and stimulate developments and community beautification I think has always been important to me personally at at Visit China. So we've always been a DMO, I think. Marketing is always going to be a core element. but um uh, management i think will be more uh, important going forward again as people worked internally they worked with their restaurants they're working more with economic development organizations they are working more with local governments to get projects completed you know right now everyone's budget is slashed mm-hmm. um, now is the perfect time for economic development and tourism to create a partnership where tourism can market the entire community. Mm -hmm. So I just see a lot more collaborations, a lot more partnerships. Marketing's always gonna be there, but management is becoming more and more important. And again, I think those DMOs that will be successful will be doing more management in the future
0: okay so in your role with your business now you're kind of a, a maybe I call it a coach for dmos like you're trying to coach leaders to say I was in this leadership position but I want to coach you the, the things that will be successful and the things maybe you need to pay attention to um, so I know that you've been traveling throughout Wyoming and other states what do you usually tell people what what's your service there what do you what are you offering them I'm just curious uh, like what? What are you providing a training or what? What's the what's the service here?
1: Well, I have a couple of services, Florian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first, first and foremost, um, I offer the Destination Next Community Analysis Program. This is a program that Destinations International came out with a few years ago, and there are only about five trained, licensed facilitators that do the Destination Next program. Basically, Destination Next is a very detailed online self-analysis of your community. Over 350 communities have gone through this worldwide, and it uses a standard yardstick. So Lander and Cheyenne and Anaheim and Pittsburgh will all go through the Destination Next survey and analysis, measuring themselves against a standard set of metrics. So you can see how you rank on these metrics compared to everyone else, not just in the United States, but the world. It's a very sophisticated swap analysis, if you will, that tells you not just information about your destination marketing organization, but about the community as a whole. So you talk about roads, you talk about international uh, preparations, you talk about airports, you talk about attractions, lodging, community support, funding support, workforce. You look at all of those issues in a very detailed way. And then it, uh, the results not only give you good data about where you stand, but it feeds right into a strategic plan or really strategic decision-making that the community can then tackle, if you will. We did it twice in Cheyenne, uh, the Destination Next process. And in between the two times, we actually took some actions at the local level to improve ourselves and we moved the needle. We Mm -hmm. improved our scores. So Destination Next is a very tangible tool that I offer to our smaller DMOs to help them get some real tangible information to move forward. Another service I provide is, is basic market research of, you know, like right now I'm helping a number of communities in Wyoming do, uh, resident surveys. Are the residents ready for tourism? Do they want it? Are they scared of visitors? For instance, one community, I just surveyed 60% of the people are a little concerned about travelers coming into their community because they could possibly bring, uh, COVID in but at the same time, 80% of them recognize the economic benefit of travelers. So that DMO then has a messaging challenge of, the visitors are coming in and they're helping us, but we gotta be careful with them. We have to have a safe travel message. So those are some of the like tangible coaching, as you say, that I like to provide to our clients, how to do things in a uh, cost-effective, manner that's very direct that the dmo can do itself and uh move the needle forward for their community
0: Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a benchmark system right would you say right working destinations and the performance Yeah,
1: destination next is really a benchmarking survey it's again it's like a very detailed self-assessment um it's 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 a pathway forward for a community that really Mm -hmm. wants to examine itself and make some concrete efforts to uh, improve its community
0: yeah so um, i work with a lot of DMOs where it's just a one person DMO, right so we know we know the people we talk about they have to wear like five hats i'm doing economic development i have to run a chamber and i have to do marketing and i have to do two other things and pr these are challenging positions and uh, i know these people they it's it's not always easy just to perform these um, in your opinion, what would you recommend to a one-person DMO? What, like what you should do, what you should not do in general. Like what are the things that you, you would just say? Uh, if you're one-person DMO, you can do this really well, but this this might be really challenging. So what, what's your recommendation here? That's a big question, Florian. Yeah. I
1: think I think it's uh, very dependent upon the community. I think mm-hmm. if you're a very small DMO, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, You need to figure out what are the real core important things that are important to your board of directors and to your, your community Uh, as a small board, a small DMO, uh, as you said, people get stretched in so many different ways. Um, Sometimes I'm talking to my clients and they're delivering meals on wheels. You know, they're, 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 doing all types of activities in the community because they are that person who gets everything done. So my counsel to uh, the small DMOs is find out what is, what are those two or three strategic issues that are most important to your board, most important to the community and pursue them because you can get stretched very easily in too many ways uh, where you'll be less effective.
0: Yeah, so if, uh, and I have to ask this from the outside because I've never run a DMO or have been in that position, but let's say if I want to apply for a DMO position, what do you think are the top three skill sets that someone who's running a DMO should have? Like just in general, what what do you think?
1: Um, Well, the first one I'm going to say is one I don't think most of us would have said 15 years ago, but it's the skill set to, really have political skills or very they're all the same. You you have to communicate. You have to get along with people. You have to be willing to invest the time to understand uh, the leadership in the community and how it all works together. I think that's becoming more and more important in the DMO world. So having that awareness of the political world and the need to um, interact in the political world i think is is a growing skill set item uh, closely related is communication mm-hmm. uh, communicate 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 with your partners with your uh with, of course uh, the media with elected officials with attractions uh, people need to understand what we're all doing and how it all um, uh, works together the days of me staying in my office and doing marketing programs because I love it without going outside into the world, those are over. You've got to interact, you've got to, uh, communicate. And I think the third one, uh, skill set I'd or skill I'd add is just to be analytical. Um, the, the days of shooting from the hip are gone as well. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the research, understand the data that's coming in. Uh, People are communicating and and interacting online in ways that they never have before. And the tools that are available to know exactly who's in your community on any given moment, uh, to know how they found out about you and what messages they're responding to. You've never had this amount of information and this Mm -hmm. ability to target like you do now. So the ability to be analytical, I think is growing in importance as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I totally agree. We, we are a big fan of data. Um, we love data and we we try to um, get as much data for our clients to really make good decisions on marketing and, and management. And uh, and it's interesting, we actually, I think we in the past we had very little data and now we have too much data. So now it's the opposite problem. We have to remove data to really make a good picture to understand. What what matters for for the for the demo? So, um, yeah. So I wanted to come back to COVID, which is you know has kind of impacted us all year long. I know that in the U.S. we we with the rural communities we said it earlier we kind of have been making it through. Um, I'm looking into two thousand twenty-one. What are the things that you think? dmo is a concern about 2021 in general what, what do you think keeps them up at night right now thinking about next year
1: i think like i mentioned earlier i think it's the uncertainty mm-hmm. um, again should you budget for how much should you budget for conventions for meetings for group tours uh for international um it's it's You know, when I do a lot of the market surveys of hoteliers, I keep certainly them up at night is the uncertainty of the future and how to how to prepare. So I think I think the uncertainty is is uh, a big thing of just not knowing how this is all going to play out. We're fortunate in the American West for the most part of the pandemic. We've stayed fairly open. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had travel. Uh, Yellowstone National Park is at some of its top years this year as people have escaped to the Rocky Mountain West for camping, for outdoor adventures to escape. Um, But is that gonna continue? Where do we stand? Um, I think all of those things are what's uh, causing DMO leaders to uh, lose sleep. Uh, at night, as they watch their budgets dwindle, like I said earlier, some may be scared that they are losing relevance, that they're still playing by a previous set of rules. They haven't changed. They haven't shifted. Um, and that's why I think as a DMO leader, if you ever wanted to reexamine your mission and your core activities, now is the time. Your budget has been cut 30%, 40%. You need to move items that aren't absolutely necessary. If you ever wanted to create a partnership with the local governments to do the marketing for the city or for your economic development organization, or if you wanted to share human resources or or, uh, IT services, if you will, now is the time when everyone's budget is cut, everyone's re-examining themselves, now is the time to refocus on the core mission of your DMO, whether it's a DMMO, a DMO, whatever it is, now is the time to really rethink, refocus, and redirect your efforts to where you think your community needs to go into 2021, 2022,
0: and beyond. Mm-hmm. So the role of the, new, the new role of the DMO. So that was kind of our topic today. So as a final thought, Darren, um, what do you want to you want to share anything with the industry partners? You are a leader in this. What do you want to just tell them as a final thought about the future role? What should they pay attention to? Um, do you have anything you want to share with them? No, I think I just I think we just answered that question. I I, I think. I
1: would share with everyone that um, now is the time to rethink your purpose or to fine tune your purpose. You may have a great strategic plan that covers exactly where you need to go. You might have already flexed and and tweaked your, your, your mission a little bit, but if you haven't, now is the time to kind of rethink everything because the next couple of years will be somewhat challenging um we're not going to reach the levels we were at 2019 until 2022 or so depending on whichever forecast you're looking at so we've got another 18 months to two years of of being in this tough times so don't let this crisis go to waste now's the time to put some serious thought into where you want to be as your
0: dmo yeah well that that's a really good thought and you know what i my closing thought on this is the the tourism industry is a very uh connected industry it's it's a very resilient industry i always mention that too it's like we we usually get into a crisis quickly but we we get fairly quickly out again so which is something that we are just getting used to for sure we have never had something like that before and i'm really thankful darren for that interview today and also help us being a coach to to the dmos i mean i really like the word because you are a leader and you can really advise people about what they should do and what they should pay attention to so that was very helpful we appreciate the the time and we wish you all the best for your business during the pandemic you know this is uh, not an easy time that, like everyone everyone is challenged uh, and you know we we're thankful that you shared the time with us today and we wish you all the best uh, for 2020 and 21 and uh you know helping the dmos and we will tune again with more topics about dmos so um this was the travel exchange podcast so tune in the next time when we talk about more topics that are relevant for our industry thank you thank you florian i appreciate the opportunity Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to the Travel Exchange and you will hear from us regularly. You can find it online on iTunes, Spotify and various other outlets. If you have any podcast topic ideas, you can use the contact form on our website, www.hermanglobal.com.